the Paw Closet. I am your co-host, Ryan Phillips, joined as always by the human embodiment of margarine, Andrew Tuck. Andrew, how are you? <laughs> that, so That intro, would... courtesy of our friend and listener, Jason Spurley. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> because his wife thinks I have a nice podcast voice, so I'll take it. Um, the... The human embodiment of margarine. So what does that mean? Is it that a compliment? A, is it an insult? I don't know. Does we that mean know. at one point I was thought to be better than butter? Now I'm just either the same as butter or worse. I guess. I mean, and I, I do a shittier job cooking mushrooms for steaks. Okay, none, I'll of, take none that. of the none of the fat, but also none of the flavor. <laughs> none of the flavor. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Thanks I'm for like, the I'm Billy. of the two co-hosts. I'm the one that's like, uh, I can't believe it's not butter spray. <laughs> that's me. That's more my style. <laughs> <laughs> you're are you, you're the butter flavored syrup and I'm real maple syrup or whatever. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Anyway, that was a good one, Spirly. You got me. I'm burnt. Welcome back to Tuck and Rolls. We are a movie slash pop culture podcast by a guy that likes movies. That's me and a movie guy. That's you. Though we did get some feedback from superfan superchris on Instagram. Shout out tuckandrolls.ca if you want to, if you want to go interact with our Instagram. Um, he said, you guys should change this up because Solo's an entertaining movie. So Tuck's the movie guy. And Ryan is a guy that sometimes kind of, sort of, only if he's in the mood, likes movies, which I think is a pretty fair assessment. Solo is not a great movie. It does. Is it a terrible movie? No. I was harsh on it last week. But like, here's the thing is like, we this is for entertainment value. I've got to be like turned up to 11 all the time. We can't just be all like Tuck and just sit on the fence about everything constantly. If both our co-hosts were like you, Tuck, this would be the world's most boring podcast. No. We got to get somebody to bring some heat. <laughs> and that's need, me. We need butter and margarine in our fridge. And that's why this works. So I um, I appreciate the backup there, Super Chris. But Ryan, please don't turn down that hate. We, we need you. We love you. <laughs> You need the rage. You need the rage. I bring. You need to the rage. Podcast. Yeah. Like otherwise, it's just gonna be like, yeah, I, I kind of like that movie. Unless somebody says they didn't, then I don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you judge things. Yeah. So I, am very I have an opinion. Unless anybody is upset by that, in which case I will fold instantly. <laughs> I will. Like margarine. And, I will try and appease you. Um. Yeah, those are issues I'm working. Hey, hey, I also want to shout out. I want to shout out a listener as well because I'm drinking sure. free White Claw right now. You hear this? That sounds free. It's free, baby. Uh, shout out to past guest and good friend Jason Berg, who came by to pick up the PS5 that I bought him today. I mean, he paid me for it and all, but I they're hard to get, as we've discussed, and I managed to snag one for him. And he, uh, he brought me the White Claws as a little, as a little thank you gift. Oh, what I a thought sweetheart. he traded, traded you a six-pack of White Claw for a PS5. I was going to be like, Ryan, I don't know the value of no, the PS5, but a I, think, bad deal. I think he got swindled. <laughs> no, he paid me for it. Plus, that was just the tip. Well, nice work. Plus, you said he was the captain or the best player on the team. You said yeah. he was Crosby, so. He's going to be even uh, better now that he has, you know, a decent console. <laughs> nice. Um, I did want an update on another project you mentioned two weeks ago. You said you were working on some fence work because you Ooh, live in a muskeg. How's yeah. that going? I mean, it's going bad. <laughs> but to be fair, that's pretty much how everybody expected it to go. So here's yeah. here's where we at. Here's here's here. Break it down. Here's where we are at. I removed <laughs> the gate from the fence post by unscrewing it from the hinges. You know how a gate is attached. Um, uh, uh, doing this, I found out that my drill was broken, so I did it by mm-hmm. hand with a screwdriver and then bought a new drill. Yeah. Um. Good move. 
Yeah, and then yeah, I was like, I don't need a drill. I don't drill that many things. And then I I I removed six wood screws by hand. I was like, I'm gonna buy a fucking drill. Fuck this. I'm never doing yeah. this again. They invented drills for a reason. But so. also more, I was like, I'm gonna have to get this back on it. I'm not gonna be able to do that by hand. Uh, and then I started digging out around the fence post. Now, so I had talked to my dad about this, and I was like, Do I need like cement or whatever? Or and he's like, Don't use cement because cement is gonna mend, end up pushing it in weird ways and getting it more out of place, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. He's like, just dig it out and then pack in some like pea gravel, some like finer gravel mm-hmm. um, and like tighten that down a bunch and then just do that and then put the dirt back on top. And I was like, okay. And then so when I did get down a bit, I realized, okay, well, here's part of the problem right here is like the, the fence guys did like a very paltry amount of cement and sort of uneven. It's only, it's, there, you know, it is a fence post, so it has four sides and there is weirdly uneven amounts of cement on two of the sides and then the fence post also has moved enough so that there's like a gap between the cement and the fence post. Yep. So now I've realized, okay, well, if I push this level using my level that I own, I- Humble break. It, yeah, there is like a gap between it and the cement. So even if I were to pack in this gravel, it's not going to work unless I remove the cement. So I got to get the cement out of there. So I'm working on that. So I had to buy a chisel because uh, I don't know how else I'm going to get rid of this cement. I would use a, I would probably use a big giant- Pry bar, like you can definitely a chisel. I don't own a big giant pry bar. No, but I would, I would go pick one of those up or ask eh. a neighbor. Eh. The okay, chisel's so working. The, the pea gravel should fit in that gap. No, it's it's no, like it's, an it's like an inch. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, you're gonna have to chip away. I don't think you need to remove all of it, but you're definitely gonna remove enough of it so you can. Get I, some yeah, I need to move there. enough of it so that when I push the thing in place, I can get some new material around it to hold it in place. Got it. This is a classic and, home and yeah, project. I, f- I fucking hate my life. This isn't the type of project I'm good at. This is not what I do. Hey, you want to start a podcast and have me completely learn how to do audio engineering from scratch? No problem. I got you. This slightly uneven fence post, I am out of my wheelhouse. I'm almost ready to drive up to Edmonton to help you out because this is, this is, I like this stuff. I will, I will accept your help. <laughs> okay. I um, can... I'll probably have a couple of white claws. I was gonna say I can offer you some white claws, and then I was looking at this bag, and you know it's a Thursday night here, and eh, maybe maybe there's no white claws left. Tomorrow. I'll bring my own. I'll yeah. even bring you some just so we can have some together. Um, what a sweetheart. So speaking of speaking of fucking up on projects, we got uh, we got your brother back on. Oh, he's back! Another one. <laughs> What's going on, Kane? Uh, nothing much. If I may, uh, just uh, respond to the fence thing. Oh. You just got to pack as much cement down there as possible, but no cement. Dave said no cement. Nah, I you got to do cement. Dave's wrong. Dave's no, wrong. I think Dave's right on this. Unless you get it uh, because the ground shifts, cement, the gravel will shift to the ground. And I think if you chisel enough gravel away, you can get it in there and it'll kind of keep that seal there. I guess this we'll is see. Two, two we'll, guys we'll come back me. in. We'll come back in three winters and I guess we'll find out. Yeah, you'll be able to move that gravel around. Now, what is what does Kane being back have to do with projects? Well, we uh, we started a group chat. And it was originally called Tux Corp, but then we decided that we're going to be the bike, bike bros. Boys. Yeah, bike bike boys. Wait, bike was bros. it bike boys or bike bros? Ryan, break the tie here. Oh, I like I like bike I like bike boys better because <laughs> I'm not much of a bro. Yeah, Tuck, no, that you're, makes sense. Tuck, you're very much a bro. I'm a bro. Yep. I am. I don't yeah. really feel like a bro. In my heart I'm, of hearts. I'm I'm bromosexual over here. Um, the yeah, the bike bros because you recently went and purchased an old frame and you're converting it into a fixie because you're trying to be a hipster. Is that right? 
I'm not full hipster. I'm going with a single speed because I don't like the oh. concept of constantly pedaling down a hill. But yeah, I bought two frames that I'm going to amalgamate into one into a single speed and about, I don't know, 1130 last night as I was using a Dremel to cut the past, I don't know, handlebar out of the Apollo custom sport I have. I was like, I am in way over my head. Um, but uh, the internet is great. It has all sorts of information uh, if you look hard enough. And once you find out what things are called, and that's key, is nomenclature. So if you're going to do a project, you got to get the words right. And as we know, I have the best words. We know this. Yeah, actually, researching on the internet about the words was really interesting because I actually learned, did you actually know that it was short for bicycle? Bicycle's the full word. <laughs> That is going to that was totally, a joke, guys. That was a joke. Come on, that, that was a totally good gonna, one. That's totally going to change my boolean because I've just been doing bike and getting a lot of like motorcycle stuff. So oh. you know, this is huge. This is hey, huge information. Not a dumb question, a legitimate question. Why do you need to combine two frames? I don't understand what's happening here. What's wrong? What's wrong with the type of simple, normal, simple original frame? Simple answer. Um, went to the used bike store to get a bike to turn into a single speed. There was one that had wheels, brakes, um, handlebars, everything you need. But then I was, bikes are good. And I was like, this works. But then I saw an Apollo custom sport and Apollo is a really nice Japanese brand bike. And it was just the bare frame. And I was like, that's a pretty girl right there. And so I bought it as well and overcommitted. And so now I'm taking all the old parts off the gold bike, who I'll be calling Blanche, because it's a golden girl, and putting it onto my Apollo, which I have not named yet. Um, so hit hit the uh, hit the Twitter up, uh, Tuck and Rolls. Um, I love how Tuck said www.tuckandrolls.com. Dot it's on the World Wide Web. It's in on case the World you Wide Web. Wondering yeah, what uh, um, web it was on. It's, I was going to say. Worldwide. I can't believe you haven't called it Creed yet. It's a good name for an Apollo bike, but. Oh right. shoot, that's really good. Okay, that's, yeah. I was either gonna go with I'm gonna, I was gonna go with Neil. Sure, oh, like Neil Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, but a lot of people have said that that's really lame. Oh yeah, bike bike internet is a fun place to be. I actually did some of that research for. I do have a movie based question. Um, were you inspired to make a single speed by the more recent Premium Rush starring with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or? Where bicycle messengers are cool. The 1980 classic starring Kevin Bacon, Quicksilver. Which one were you inspired by? Well, the, see, the thing is with the Premium Rush, it was great. Premium Rush actually just made me want to get a delicious log, a burrito, which he really enjoyed eating, but then never got to finish. So that really made me want Mexican food. And I've never seen Quicksilver, so I need to see this one. More of a breaking it's, away guy myself. It's fantastic. I'm more Taxi, starring Queen Latifah, where she is a bike messenger as well. So that one really lit the and fire is that of the biking one with in me. Jimmy Fallon? Yes, uh, yeah. uh, James Fallon is in that. Hey, speaking of Premium Rush, I would like to say that they got Michael Shannon to play the bad guy. And like after day one, you know that they were like, hey, Mike, you actually, you don't need to go that hard. Like you're bringing your A plus game. This movie's a, a C at best. And he's like, nope. This is what I do. I am taking this very seriously. He took that role and went real hard with it. 
And, That's what he does, man. And then I'm pretty sure that movie sat for like three to four years until after Inception came out. And they're like, now's the time. Strike while the iron is hot. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is so hot right now. Premium Rush needs to see the big screen. Let's let's back it up to you saying you're building a, a single speed. What is my, – my bike has multiple speeds, seven, I believe. Also, I don't Whoa. want to brag, but I own the most expensive bike out of the bike boy, so I'm the most important bike boy. Clearly, that's how you judge it. Anyways. 100%. Uh, what, why would you only want one speed? That seems like a detriment. Uh, so you just, you get a good one speed. Uh, it really comes down to maintenance. Really. I use it to commute to work. And right now I'm riding, uh, this hardtail, um, mountain bike I bought for a hundred bucks and it's great, but it's heavy AF. Uh, it's name's Nanook, which is a Inuit for polar bear because I ride in the winter. Nice. Um, and it's just heavy. And so I was like, well, I don't want to ride Dr. Alan Grant, which is my nice road bike, because that's just the wear and tear on that one is just too much. And so I was looking, what's the what's a good thing to go with? And single speed's nice because there's no derailleur, which is what moves the gears from from uh, cog to cog at the back. There's no front derailleur, which, you know, takes it from the chain rings. And so you don't, it's not going to break down as easy. Um Usually you just put on like one brake and so it's just a lot – the maintenance is a lot better. Plus you just look cool and that's the key. I live by three S's when I bike, speed, style, safety in that order and I think it really hits the style points. You get um, you get credit for riding a one speed plus I think it's better. Like you get a good workout. It's a good commuter bike. I completely understand. My bike is a 1985 Norco. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's got the shifters on the – on the main bar, like it's got the little... Oh, the friction shifters. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Um, did the ride to conquer cancer in it, not a big deal, but... Um, I believe I donated money to you for that. You did, so thank you, Ryan. That's no what problem. kept me I'm going. Good. I'm a good person. I mean, I'm not going to do the ride. <laughs> I'm not going to do the ride, but I'll give you some money. You can do it with an e-bike, so that's Oh, hell consider. yeah. Sign me up yeah. for next year. Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah, there how, you many, go. how many Ks? How many clicks? Uh, it's 125 a day. 100. Ooh, that's a bit more than the battery. I'm going to get a backup battery for that. Yeah, that yeah we'll, get you, we'll get you a backup battery. Get some solar panels on your back or something. Oh, that's um, an interesting idea. Speaking of... Michael Shannon, watch this transition, ready? Oh, I'm not excited for it, to be honest. <laughs> Michael Shannon was in The Shape of Water, right? Which Shape of Water won Best Picture in 2017. And we just had the Oscars the other day. Did you guys check them out? I literally heard you pull your back doing that heavy lifting, man, on that <laughs> on that segue. Come on. No, I didn't watch the, seg- uh, the Oscars because honestly, the Oscars kind of suck. I love the, the segue was amazing. And it's like the greatest softball question. <laughs> Did you guys watch it? Like, no, of course we didn't watch it. It was down fifty eight percent viewership yeah, from the year fucking before. Fucking nobody watched it. I don't. I don't watch them anymore. I like to see wins. I like to see. I do. Um, and we're just. I'm just going to back this up a bit. We we wanted Kane to come on because we wanted to do a bit of an Oscars episode. Obviously, we're not the biggest Oscars fan, but Kane um, in the Bike Boys chat posed us a question the other day. Since the year we were born. So for Ryan and I, that's 1986. For Kane, that's like 1970-something or whatever. But he's old as shit. But, but, oh, bitch. But he's since the, the same year, age as us. I know. It's like, it's like one year older, yeah. isn't it? I was actually really upset. I wanted to talk about how you send the chart to have this conversation. You cut off my birth year, so I have no yeah. idea. So from 1985 to 1986, how many best pictures have you seen and how many highest grossing have you seen? 
And I made a I made a, a nice handy Excel chart, and I went through and I color coded it. So, so for me, of the um, of the highest, so we did the bet we did best pitcher versus highest grossing, and so best pitcher we've only got 2019. Oh, actually no, sorry, we have the new one. Who won the Who won the Nomadland? Yeah, so I've seen that one as well. So I'm gonna I'm filling that in live on the podcast, filling it in and color coding. Boom, there we go. So from 2020 back to 86, yeah, 35, and I've only missed five. Of the best pictures? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, of 30, I guess 35 of them, 36 of them, I've seen 19, including this year. <laughs> those are Not rookie a... numbers, baby. you got to pump those numbers up. I know, and it was, I was going through, but I did go through the nominees on most of those, and I did see a lot of the nominees. I had a really rough go in the in the 90s there. But, yeah. Uh, Kane, how many best pictures have you seen? Uh, Best pictures, I'm actually not doing great. I think I'm at – it's not good. I think I was, like, missing, like, 15. (laughs) It's uh, not a a good one. But I've seen every single highest grossing. And I've seen Shrek – I've seen Shrek 2 numerous times. Does that count? Can I carry that over to best pictures? So so we did – we compared it. We have a second column in the cart for highest grossing movie for each year as well. Um, and I've updated that with 2021's current Godzilla versus Kong. Current, you know, could change. A lot of year left. Uh, and so for that, I've only got two missing. Yeah, me too. I was I was finding a Finding Dory and how the Grinch stole Christmas because I'm not a child. So I haven't seen Finding Dory and I haven't seen Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. The last one. You just like you've seen sat it all out? of them except no. the last one. I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy, but it's insane to me that you would invest that much time into a series of films and then not watch. No, the last I didn't. One. I didn't watch. I didn't watch uh, the last two. I think. Oh, I, think I guess the other one's not on the list. Yeah, good point. Fair point. No, I think I stopped. I think I stopped after Goblet of Fire, which was my favorite book, because I read the books, and so I was like, I don't really want to watch these movies. But okay, speaking of books, you know how I've. Do you guys know how I have this ongoing bit where I'm always like, books are dumb. I don't read books. It's yeah. like a fun thing that we do. Well, last week's guest, uh, the wonderful Mary, um, her dad is a published author and a university professor. And he listened to her episode and was like, does he really hate, does he not read? Does he hate books? Does he think books are dumb? Because that's horrible. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I think it's a good. I think that's a good thing to point out. We do support reading. If reading is your way to I'm get entertainment, I'm just trying to be funny. I don't read getting, as many yeah. books as Walker, our friend Walker, who's on, and I don't read as many books as Tuck. But I do read. I'm not an idiot. No, you well, can't actually, read. That no, that's I am an idiot, but I do read. Yeah. So I do. Yeah, because there was that wild tweet about. Rich people read books. Just anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Rich. Somebody on Twitter was like. Uh, rich people have big libraries. Poor people have big TVs. I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? It was the ultimate dad statement. And I got what he means. Like you gotta, you gotta enrich your life with multiple forms of entertainment. And I think books is one that, that often get ignored. And we, we don't perpetuate that because I think everybody realizes, Hey, this podcast is, is all for fun. It's a joking podcast and the, and the book suck bit is a, is a joke. If you have children, make sure they read. Reading is important for development. Also make sure they appreciate good TV. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, okay. So moral of the story is, is I think this podcast, well, the, the half of the bike, two thirds of the bike boys skew highest grossing versus best picture. I so, find the, I found the best picture. Like it's, 
I watch a lot of the older ones, but the more recent ones I've seemed to have just not watched. And some of them are like personal choice. Like I just don't really feel like watching Million Dollar Baby because I just am not a big fan of Hillary Swank. And Shape of Water I started, but then turned it off. I we just couldn't get into Guillermo. it. We know you hate Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo monster. and I. No, we went through Guillermo's movies and and I like some of those. And I, I just find like there's some of them I just can't get into. And sometimes like there was one like I've never even heard of the movie Spotlight. I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, Spotlight's oh, really? really good. Yeah. yeah. Spotlight was awesome. So, Kane, I don't know how much time we have to get into Spotlight, but um, apparently the Catholic Church is in a little bit of hot water. That's basically the plot of the movie. Yeah, I Michael, wouldn't Google it. Batman becomes a reporter and Which blows Batman? up the Catholic Church. The best the Batman. One. Yeah, like I, don't, I can't believe you have to ask that. I'm, I'm Adam Batman. West. Fuck off. No. <laughs> Jesus. Kane's off the podcast. Yeah. We'll keep going. Right now. It's Keaton. It's Keaton, the only Batman. Um, yeah, I think I went, uh, like you said, I, I went through a really good stretch in the 90s and uh, early 2000s where I watched every best picture and I watched more of the nominees. And then after Argo, because I missed King's Speech and Artist, and after Argo, I just kind of missed a bunch. Like, I think it was oh, wow. when we started having kids. And I'm not going to say, like, I think 12 Years a Slave is going to be a really good movie. I just haven't been in the mood to watch it right and like it's a pretty such, heavy movie it's it is heavy great movie but just watch that movie and just come out of the other side feeling gross yeah uh, my i've only got four not scenes and a couple make sense like chicago we know i don't really give a shit about musicals so it's like whatever uh and then shakespeare in love is also like we you know haven't my, seen that movie no nope. yeah it's one we i haven't seen too no so that, that was... i don't really care about period pieces so it's like yeah whatever uh, but then uh, the one that I didn't realize I hadn't seen was Birdman. And I was like, oh, why haven't I seen that? So that is on my to-do list because I think that is something I'll enjoy. And then two old ones, Last Emperor and Platoon. Um, Platoon is good. Platoon's yeah, good. got to get around to them. You know, army yeah. movies, I find a lot of them are just kind of blended well, together. Well, if the, if the published author is listening, Platoon's nice because it's like a retelling of The Heart of Darkness, which is one of the greatest like short stories no. of all time, Conrad Black. <laughs> That's Apocalypse Now. Oh, shoot. Thanks, Tuck. Yeah, no worries. Oh, I'm just going to stop you before you get Can't off on that tangent. I they gave you a law degree, you dipshit. Uh, Platoon is also, though, very, very good. So No, Platoon is, it's like um, it's like an older, better version of Jarhead in the sense that it kind of shows what I would imagine war would, like it gives a real picture. It doesn't glorify it too much. And yeah. That's was, the problem with a lot of North American Western uh, movies about military is that they really glorify it, which is, it is not. It should not be glorified. No, Full Metal Jacket does a good job not doing that. Like Kubrick obviously puts his spin on it, but I like that movie. And Jarhead's good in its own right, but back yeah, to best agreed. best to back pictures. So you saw Nomadland this year, correct? Yeah, I had watched it previous to this podcast because I'm a man with good taste who has good movies on his radar. Also, the director, uh, Chloe Zhao, she's, she, she was on my radar because she's, directed uh, Marvel's Eternals, Eternals that was yeah. supposed to come out in the fall but then got pushed. So what did you think of Nomadland? Loved it. Great movie. Um, Frances McDormand's a wonderful actress. I really loved um, recent, her, three I don't billboards. know if it was her last movie but it was her last big movie. Yeah, Three Billboards Out, uh, Three outside. Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's a bit of a, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Really good. I love that. I love her in it. I love her in everything. And Sam Rock- Rockwell was really good as well as, um, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about. Ed, um, 
Ed, not Ed Norton. Uh, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yes, thank you. Often <laughs> confused, Ed Norton, Woody Harrelson. They look pretty no. much the same. No, they don't. Sorry, uh, I don't know why it pops into my head. But. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so I knew I was probably going to like it, and I did. And I mean, it's, um, it is an Oscar movie, so it is not fast-paced, and it's not super funny or flashy. It is just an extremely well-made movie with great acting and just... Um, it's it's great. And one of the things I pointed out to Charlotte during it, uh, <laughs> you know I'm not going to talk about the Oscars without talking about my boy Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut. One of the things we talked about, bear with me here. One of the okay. things we talked about so the Snyder Cut. So listeners, take a shot. Ryan's yeah. talking about yeah. the Snyder Cut. One of the things we talked about in the Snyder Cut is that people, uh, 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 people and our guests were like, there's just some things in this movie that don't need to be in here. And I was like, yeah, they're in there for artistic value. And I would argue that a ton of the scenes and shots in Nomadland don't do anything to further the plot of the film or build the characters. They're just there for artistic value. A lot of great scenes that are well shot and Mm. add a feeling and add emotions. And that's how a good movie should be. It should make you feel a certain way. And this movie did a great job of that. So I'll disagree with you on this one because- uh, the Snyder Cut is a little different than No Man Land. Like the point of the, I would I, say it's a lot different. No, what do you? Did you no. think I was saying they're the same? No, 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 no. Your your point in the Snyder Cut was these scenes, like the the Norwegian singing, are added for artistic value. Your point in in No Man Land is the same. I think the point in No Man Land is that's the movie. Like the whole movie is done for artistic value because there isn't a ton of plot. This movie doesn't win Best Picture. Frances McDormand doesn't win Best Actress, and she does a f- McDermott McDormand. So anyway, forgive me, Francis, please come on the podcast and discuss how awesome it was shooting Nomadland. I think the the reason that they do these landscape scenes and the reason that they shoot them is to kind of draw, to point out why these characters are doing that. Like they see these views, they're trying to give you the views that the characters are doing. Like they were forced into this, but then it, it goes from being a forced lifestyle to a choice. And um, I thought... There wasn't a ton of, like, there wasn't a ton of plot, but there didn't need to be. Like, it kind of just, it was a, it was a story. It's based on a book as well. Story based on a book, but it's a story of people and what they do to survive and how they, and how they thrive. And I don't know, like, I don't know. It was, it was really interesting. I couldn't take my eyes away from it, but I was also like, what did I just watch? Like, it was, it was, it was, it was beautiful, but also very confusing. I watched the trailer, unfortunately, I didn't have time to watch it. It's one that I, I do want to watch, though, because the yeah. trailer did captivate me. It felt a lot like a documentary. Like, it looked like they were following someone who's actually living there. And Ryan yeah. or, or Tuck, in the movie, like, some of those, I, I, are they all actors? Or are some of these actually the people that are doing this in the States? Because this is an actual huge thing that's happening now is, like, an actual nomad land. I, I truly... I truly wondered the same thing is some of these nomads, like I was like, are these real people or what? Yeah. I don't know. Cause some of the performances were just so good. You couldn't tell. So I looked it up. So the, uh, Swanky, she was a nomad, um, Peggy, uh, Peggy Sue. Is that her name? Or her friend that she works at Amazon with. She was an actual, she's an actual nomad. Oh, so some and, of these ladies and, weren't actresses. No, were. this was their first movie. And Bob, the the guy Later. that looks like Santa Claus, yeah, he he's actually got a YouTube channel and how to oh, do wow. van life and stuff. So those are the actual people. Like so that that wow, it was that's, cool. That actually is even more impressive. Wow. Yeah, I I I liked it, but you're you're hundred percent. Do you, do you get what I mean though with that point on the artistic the differences kinda. I guess I, we're saying the same thing. I, think I feel we're like this the is. Thing. I feel like this is my Billy Madison moment where it's like, 
why nothing in that rambling I, I, incoherent I statement <laughs> but yeah um i it was an oscar movie it doesn't do well if it doesn't come out at Oscar time. I thought it was beautifully directed, beautifully shot. Oh, I and don't the, know about that. There was moments when I, I actually forced myself to put down my phone and take in the whole movie, and it does it makes you feel the whole time if you're watching it. So if you're watching it, put down your phone, give yourself an hour and 50 minutes, and just let it take you where it's going to take you. Great. I'll say that. Now, yeah. I know you guys both have kids, and you're not cool like me, so you, you maybe have seen less of the Oscar nom. So I did text you because you were like, I don't think I've seen a lot um, this year. But I did text you a list of all the ones that I've seen. And this is some of these are winners and some of these were just nominees. And this, of course, is in all categories, not just Best Picture. But uh, from this year's selection, the ones that I've seen saw Nomadland, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7, Soul, Onward, Tenet. Mm-hmm. Hillbilly Elegy to Five Bloods, Greyhound, Love and Monsters, Midnight Sky, and of course Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Which is so, awesome. Seen quite a bit of them. I, I, it wasn't intentional. I had actually seen all of these prior to them being nominated with the exception of Nomadland because I don't think it was available for me to watch before. Um, And I really... Uh, um. Nomadland is near the... I, I would say of that list, if I had to like do a, a top... You know, uh, Nomadland and Minari. I've, I talked about Nomadland today. Minari I've talked about previously. I really loved. I talked previously, I think, about Promising Young Woman, which I believe won Best Screenplay this year. Best it Original was, Screenplay, yeah. Yeah, really tremendous. I do think... I would argue that maybe I would have preferred to see her win Best Actress over Frances McDormand. Um, she did awesome. I watched Carrie, that right is at... It Car- is it Carrie? Shit. Uh, Claire, I think. Mm, mm. I watched it right after Nomadland. That movie is amazing. Promising Young Woman. It was very, very well done. Yeah, it was It was tremendous. I'm looking up yeah. her name because I feel like a dipshit. Um, of that list, Ryan, I think aside Carrie from... Mulligan. The, it's Carrie Mulligan. I was right. Carrie. Oh, uh, sorry. And then Whatever. also Sound of Metal... I really truly loved, and it won some s- technical awards for sound, which makes sense. It was it was also very good. That was another recommendation you pointed out. I watched that after my uh, pod discussed vasectomy. Yeah. Sound of metal was sound snip, of metal was snip snip baby. It was, it was a snip snip snap snip snap. It was um, now. Hey, I know we yeah. already talked about this, but I don't remember if I asked the question. How many medically, medically, <laughs> medically prescribed? Jerk offs? Did you have to do to make sure you didn't have any boys? In they the don't chamber? do number. I know there's a number. Three months. Don't they? I think it's it's twenty. That's a lot. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Well, they do both. It's it's twenty loads or three months, whichever is <laughs> loads, longer. Gross. So come on, man. This <laughs> is a family podcast. 20, 20, 20 it's shots. Not a family podcast. It's the second time you're talking <laughs> about <laughs> like, what the fuck you This is not a family podcast. It's the explicit tag. Um, back to. I think it's the anti-family. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a very family-oriented issue. I did think yeah. I haven't seen Father, but I did think Reza Ahmed should have been considered. Uh, and I also haven't seen uh, Ma Ramey's Black Bottom because Chadwick Boseman. Everybody was up in arms about the fact well, that Chadwick Boseman didn't win, and and Anthony Hopkins, like he's a great actor. So I'm assuming that the Father, which is a story of a father moving in with a couple. And he has dementia. So that's going to be a powerful movie that hits home with a lot of people. I think the biggest reason, though, that people were upset that Chadwick didn't win posthumously is is not just because 
you know, he's he's had passed away. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Uh, at a young age, too. Very sad. Um, yeah, but they the way that they shifted the way that they presented the Oscars so that best actor was the last category. And then right oh. after that, they did the, like, in memorandum of Chadwick. So, like, they really teed it up like he was going to win it. And then they gave it to Hopkins. And everybody was like, wait, what? So uh, it seemed very confusing. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's really poor timing. It's weird, right? It's yeah. just a weird way to go about it. I'm not, like, do those things separately, right? Like, anyway. Um, okay, Kane, how many of those have you seen? We'll get back to you. Let's go with Ryan's list because it's like, we'll just not get bogged down in too many of the nominees. But I saw um, Trial of Chicago 7. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was an amazing movie. Uh, Soul. I saw most of Soul. I watched that with my kids and my daughters loved it. My um, youngest still talks about it all the time about death. I, actually, I, I was, was just really going to say, did you have to have like a what, death conversation with your kids? I I didn't. They just kind of get it. We were actually at the Disney store just the other day, and there was like a like a stuff a stuffy of the main character from Soul, and my daughter um, picks it up and she goes, "He died, fell in a <laughs> hole, and he just puts it back down." And I was like, "Yes, he did. Yes, he did." Get that Disney um, store, but that's interesting. Can. Soul They're closing in Canada. Hey? Yeah, they are. Oh, shoot, for real. No wonder everything's on sale. Um, Onward. I thought Onward was amazing. I thought that was so if, much fun. Uh, Tenant I saw. And, Kane, Kane plays D&D with uh, me, so Mid- Onward, some fun D&D stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. Midnight Sky I thought was good. Love and Monsters I watched recently. It was okay. It was a fun ride. And then obviously the um, winner of the dad's Oscar, the Greyhound movie, or Greyhound. Um, I watched that. I just finished it, and I was like, so that's it. They just what like, a boring fucking movie. What a boring movie. And I love like a, Tom Hanks. A, like I just saw Captain Phillips and then I watched Greyhound. Greyhound is like, man, these windows are pretty icy. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, fuck off. Do we ever find out why he wanted the slippers? I don't know. Alert? Who fucking knows? I should have said that before. The movie was bad. Um, is there, does Tom Hanks love the sea? He's got a lot. He's he got a lot it. of movies out yeah. in the ocean. Well, Greyhound, Captain Phillips. Castaway. He's done a lot. I of mean, he's on an movies. island. He's not in the sea. Well, he gets on the raft near the end. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that one. Yeah, he just loves the ocean. I mean, Apollo thirteen, they land. He did. Uh, yeah, he's on Conan O'Brien's podcast. It's pretty funny where they're talking about how he's done so many war movies that when he gets older, he's going to get dementia and actually think he was in the war and want like a full state funeral and and yeah. all that stuff. Is actually I mean, funny. I mean, plus side for Tom though, if he gets dementia, he might forget about chat. White voice. <laughs> <the>, um, <laughs> yeah. The that's what Tuck gets texted us okay. every morning. I don't, <laughs> no, I no, 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 no. I'm not getting that out there. I no, no. Oh yeah, he's not texting. He's not texting. It's yeah. WhatsApp. No, I don't even say what. No, I've never said or texted White Boy Summer for the record. You, you literally up, said White Boy Summer on the podcast last week. No, you said it. I'm pretty sure you said you, it. You, I, you it called two me. Weeks ago. You called me two Chet Hanks, ago. and then said White Boy Summer, and I was like. Hey, Dad, just let me get back to my Look, stop room. speaking in Patois. You're the one who's, you're bringing it on yourself. Oh, quit editing it so it looked like, um, okay, I need to bring up Tom Hanks. Tuck loves and Illuminati. The war, <laughs> and the war movie thing. Because <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, you mentioned Shakespeare in Love, you haven't seen it. Shakespeare in Love won in, oh, Ryan, oh, there it is. Do you know this? Do you know what year Shakespeare in Love won, Ryan? No, I do. 1990, 1998, which fellow nominee this was this is one of the two biggest controversies in the last like 30 years for best picture 
Um, this one, Shakespeare in Love, because it beat out Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, that shouldn't yeah. happen. The other that's one, insane. do you know what this is? Do you know? Uh, I know the, the year Crash one is a yes. big thing, but I don't remember what it was up against. 2005. It was up against Brokeback Mountain. That was oh, the yeah, one that it lost to. Oh, yeah, that's also crazy to me. Uh, how, Which like, so is less to crazy of... to me because I've seen both of those. I thought Brokeback Mountain was a very powerful movie. I thought Crash was good, though. Like, I think Crash doesn't get as much credit as it should. I as an, but is that something that you would think about? Like people still talk, like I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. And when people find out that they're like incredulous about it. But if you told someone like, I Nobody haven't cares. seen Crash. People That's like, what yeah, I was just going to say, so. Kate, Okay, like, fair enough. It's Shakespeare in Love and Crash versus Saving Private Ryan and Brokeback Mountain. There's no cultural impact. Crash and Shakespeare in Love, people don't talk about still. People don't quote them. The other two movies people talk about, they bring up, they quote. Well, so that's that's the thing about Brokeback Mountain is the reason that it's so powerful is because it shattered a bunch of, of norms and, 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 and normalized it. And it was awesome. It, it kind of got that out there, right? My, my favorite thing about Brokeback Mountain is that it's from Ang Lee who directed Eric Bana's Hulk. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? Yeah, you Are did you both serious? these fucking movies, my man? Well, and it, but like, if you look at Brokeback Mountain as a movie, there are some problems with it. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, the love story between um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger is very powerful, but then partway through the movie when um, Heath gets bombarded by gamma rays, you're like, wait, this is taking a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he also do Mission Impossible 2? Yeah, I'm really happy about that one. Sorry, no, what that was about John, Mission Impossible That was John, John Woo. Yeah, John no, Woo. John Woo. Tell from the doves. Big fan of doves. There's a lot of John doves. Woo. I think this is <laughs> John Woo's kid. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so those are two, that's a fun fact for the listeners. Two big, two biggest Oscar controversies, Oscar controversies in the last, like, I don't know, 12, 30 years it are Brokeback Mountain losing to Crash and Shakespeare and Shakespeare in Love beating out Saving Private Ryan. Now, I think this is an easy question for some of us on the pod talk to answer, but like, if you had to pick best picture list versus highest grossing list, more winners for you, more personal faves. I'm going highest grossing. Like yeah. I've said before on the podcast, Shocker. like I'm a I'm a greatest hits kind of guy. I'm a I'm a highest grossing. Like I, there's a reason why these movies make a lot of money, and I'm one of those reasons. I think Kane. What about you? Yeah, I'm probably going highest grossing, and matches. I also would say like the same thing would be like let's say you just put out a year like okay, Ryan, you can watch you know 2005. Either you can watch the highest grossing or the best picture. Oh shoot, that's a terrible year to do because that's Crash or Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. Revenge baby. of the Sith. Oh, shoot. I've got the high <laughs> yeah, ground. Okay, exactly, yeah. <laughs> look, here's You were the chosen one, here's, Ryan. Here's Damn. what I want to say is is does highest grossing have some straight up bangers? Obviously, yes. I mean, we got the Avengers yeah, and Shrek we got 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic Park, you know, things like that. But they've also got some kind of some stinkers. Like, I don't really give a shit about Shrek, Pirates of the Caribbean, like Dead the Man's Lion chest King, is on whatever. There. You know, Fuck you! Hey, Iron whoa, Man whoa, whoa! 3. Back that up. Lion King is a phenomenal movie. Whatever. I'm not I'll a baby. S- I don't like cartoons. I'll but s- so look, what I'm saying is that there's there's some highest grossings that I'm just like I don't really care about. But almost everything in the best picture list has got quite a bit of value to it. You know, oh, yeah. even if it's not your number one movie, you're gonna watch it. And yeah. You're gonna respect that it's a really well made movie. So I will. Yeah, I was gonna say before you intellectually big time us with the fact that. Uh, the Big best picks. Yeah, you did. Get, I was like, oh, I was trying to undercut you there. The the Oscar list. I will say, if you watch them, you will. Ha- it will have more of an impact on. 
I guess, your psyche or the way that you think about things than the highest grossing picture. But if you're going to go back to a movie, I'm going to take the highest grossing list because they're fun. They're a good escape from reality. They don't make me think too much. Those are the reasons that I would probably pick that list. But if I'm looking for a movie that makes an impact, I'm definitely going to go with the the Oscar list. Yeah, that's a, that's probably the same for me too. You're going to go Oscar list just to have that kind of, if you want to feel something, you'll go Oscar list. And if you want to, you know, drown your feelings and just I explosions. feel a lot of things when I watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just rewatched that recently. Man, that, that shit still bangs. Oh, it's very good. We were, yeah. we were talking about, so I'm, this is a quick aside with the boys. We're talking about different types of animals and things like that. So we went to invertebrates and they have an exoskeleton. And I, every time I think of exoskeleton, I think I'm an organic skeleton on a metal endoskeleton. I'm like, oh man, it's just every time I think about the Terminator. Hey, speaking of um, the Hurt Locker, sorry, <laughs> speaking of Terminator 2, I got confused. Speaking of Terminator 2, uh, James Cameron, this is, here's the connection, James Cameron's- I, I got ya. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I got ya, yeah. Locker. Um, his ex-wife, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, she directed the Hurt Locker. She was the first woman to win Best Picture Director, and then this year, Chloe's out with Nomadland, only the second woman uh, to win Best Picture Director. So Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out Chloe, and she's going to direct Eternals. I saw her list. Like, well, she already it, directed it. It's done. It was supposed to come out in the fall. Yeah, which I'm excited about. I, I did see the list. Like, she's only directed four or five movies. I'm excited for ripped Kumail Nanjiani. I've been, I've been, I, I've known Kumail since he did his own podcast, The Indoor Kids, with him and his wife, Emily, where they just talk about video games. And now he is like a ripped Marvel superhero. It's cool as hell. What the, a journey. The recent photos of him, he's got even more ripped yeah, than like it's the like initial he got photos. Marvel ripped for the Marvel thing. And then he was just like, you know what? I love being absolutely jacked. And like he continues to get more ripped. It makes it makes perfect sense. You always like he's get, gonna do a Stuber sequel with Dave Bautista, except he's gonna be more jacked than Dave and beat the shit out of him in the sequel. <laughs> Um, I doubt that. Okay. I got a top three that's related to the list. So what we're going to do is I'm going to post this list on Twitter so everybody can follow along when I post this episode. Uh, we're going to do top three snake draft, uh, movies from these two lists. Either okay? list, mix and match. Either list, mix and match. Yeah. Whew, a lot of options. It's like I know. 60 so options. I know. And there's some really good movies. Uh, Kane, yep. because you're the reoccurring guest, would you, what position would you like to go on with snake draft? Second. Yeah, it's a confusing pick, but okay. Ryan, where would you like to go? This is tough. Do you want two in a row or do you want to take your favorite right away? That's that's, that's why it's tough. Thanks for explaining. <laughs> well, that's why well, I'm just getting uh, the listeners in on I your got, psyche I have here. to go first. Tuck, to Tuck, go thought first. You, Tuck thought it was you were saying it's tough because you don't remember the rules of a snake draft. Look, I guarantee if you get to third, Bad Boys for Life is still going to be there, so don't worry, The movie Ryan. sucked. I'm going first. <laughs> okay, go. It's got to be Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Like, how do ah, I not? How do I not do it. it? That is a very good pick, yep. Wait, are we supposed to pick, like, the top one from the highest grossing and the top one you, from no, Best Picture? Or. No, you just get pick one. Or. You yeah. get three movies from both lists combined. Oh, dip. Too bad there was no bike movies in here. They're probably somewhere, like... I mean, he has a motorbike in Dark Knight. Related. Sorry. Avengers Endgame. I'm going to go with that first. Ooh, solid Ooh, pick. That, Can't be yeah. mad at that. Yeah, that would okay. be just amazing. 
You know what? I seriously, I've seen it like four times, obviously, but still near the end when the the theme just kicks in quietly. Oh my god! And then Sam says, "On your left," I get goosebumps. Yeah, I got goosebumps right now. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Want to go do karate in yep. the garage? Um, okay, I'm gonna go with the highest grossing picture from 1993, Jurassic Park, and the best picture winner from 1995, Braveheart. Those are the two I'm gonna pick. Solid I mean, pick. Big solid Bill picks. Gibson apologist. Could you could you crush him on with that throw? I I could crush you like a worm. Again, making picks based purely on your want to do accents. <laughs> no, that <laughs> I'm really Braveheart, good at this accent. Braveheart. I actually, for, fun fact for the listeners, when I did my wedding vows. I joked about using Braveheart in the in the first like two two Prima sentences. Nocta? No, not that part. Which <laughs> one of my favorite office bits is when Michael doesn't know what Prima Nocta is, <laughs> and then he looks it up and he goes, "I am so sorry." <laughs> uh, but the scene when when he's in love with Madden and he goes, "I love you, always have." I did that as my opening line to my <laughs> to my wedding vows. So shout out Braveheart. I gotta pick it. But yeah, Jurassic Park and Braveheart can't go with can't go wrong with those two. Oh, yeah, those are two good ones. Shoot. Um, I'm really worried that my third pick's going to get taken if I don't take it right now. But I'm going to go with Silence of the Lambs for my second one. 1991 Best Picture. I just saw it this year, and oh, my God, it holds up. It's so good. So good. This is, you know what? Every time we shared a hotel room, he tucks his dick in and does that thing, and now I understand why. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only part of the movie I knew, and I didn't even know I was referencing it. It puts the (laughs) lotion on. (laughs) Okay, Brian, what, uh, you got two and three. A lot of pressure here. A lot of pressure. Pick number one was easy. That's a slam dunk. You know, you got to do it. You got to pick it. I think think my third pick is safe. I'm kind of hedging my bets between two and three, and I think my third is safe. So I'm going to, actually, you know what, actually, yes, definitely. I'm panicking. There's too much pressure. I don't want people to think I'm bad at movies because I'm good at movies. And also, there's a lot of good movies on these lists, so this is difficult. Yeah, these are literally the best pictures from the last 30 years. Guardians so. of the Galaxy. I do absolutely fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy. James That's a Gunn good pick. is a genius. I'm so fucking jacked for the Suicide Squad. And I love Slither. If you haven't seen Slither, stop fucking around and go watch Slither. It's the highest grossing picture from 2014. And what's your third pick? The Shape of Water. Guy knows how to make a movie. You know, you think like, whoa, whoa, wow. she's gonna fall. She's gonna fuck this fish man. I don't want to see that. And then you watch it. You're like, this movie was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. Okay, best picture from 2017. That is a. Uh, I haven't seen Shape of Water. I'll I'll give it a watch, Ryan. It's amazing. Okay. Truly amazing. Like nothing you have seen before. Very weird, but just man, guy knows how to make a movie. Maybe I'll give it another chance. Well, you have terrible taste, so I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Well, my Just third work pick, on your bikes, bike boy. Third pick, Spider-Man 3. No. Uh, <laughs> Good. Is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest still on the board? Yes, um, it call is. Me a, call me a liar. Yeah. What about uh, Ghost, 1990? Um, these are all really great books. Uh, movies, sorry. Um, my third pick, can I just pick 2018? Because it's like the one year where both of them just kind of line up. Best Pictures Green Book and Highest Gross is Black bad. Panther. Do you think Green Book was good? Oh, Green Book was dope, man. No, Green Book was very bad. No, Green Book was amazing. I love that okay. movie. Agree so good. Agree to disagree. Um, yeah, I'm going Green Book. I'm putting it on the board. Third pick. Wow. Loved wow. it. I thought it was great. 
Mahershala Ali, uh, phenomenal. Yeah, he phenomenal. was great, but unfortunately, the whole movie was about uh, a white savior, which is kind of a bad look. Yeah. Ah, oh, shoot. As the family, you fucked up. The, you picked it. The family didn't like that movie. Yeah, that's why I liked um, the time to. Uh, sorry, to kill a mockingbird because it proves that white people solved racism. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we're not gonna let's let move that. on before yep. I have more things I have to cut. So. I, <laughs> So, I was looking at this list, Ryan, and I think I might change my answer. The best picture list is much better than the highest grossing list. Like, there's some very good movies in here. Peaks, I, peaks and Valleys on the highest grossing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Peaks well, and peaks, Valleys. Oh, yeah, big time. And there's a lot of... But then, like, from 2010 on, I haven't seen a lot of them. So, But I'm looking at the 2010 to 1986, and, yeah, like, I love a lot of these movies. There's, I want to... My third pick, because I'm going to do that thing that you do where you're like, oh, I should have picked this one afterwards, but I'll... That's, what, I'll, that's the advantage of going last. I'll step I on, wanted to pick this, but instead I'm going to pick this, and you're essentially getting both. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll step up, make my pick. Your best step picture. Step up's not on the list. Step up's not on the list. I know, unfortunately. <laughs> step up two's not even on the list. What kind of bullshit well, this, list I'm is this? I'm a step up 3D guy. Back to the streets? I was also is stumped. That, what is, I don't know. I've never seen a step up movie. No idea. I have, and they're great. They are um, great. They are. They're like they're like the poor man's Pitch Perfect. I will say that. Like Pitch Perfect is better than Step Up, but I guess it's different though. Dancing and singing—you got to be a triple threat. Okay, uh, my pick is going to be 2006 Best Picture, Departed, The Departed. Um, I love that movie. I did want to hey, the Best Picture, Best Picture 2000, previously mentioned Gladiator. I do love that movie, but I know I get ripped on for that. Highest grossing movie 1995 was Batman, Batman Forever. And I fucking love Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face and yeah, Jim Carrey's so The Red Light. Very fun. Independence Day is also on there. Like, there's so many good movies. So this list is good. What a lot of bangers. If you're looking, if Here, you're looking like for something to watch. Ryan, I'm just going to I'm gonna do my best Tuck impersonation so you can just cut his pick as uh, as this. Uh, third pick, uh, Bad Boys for, for Life. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I could find an actual clip of Tuck saying that's the best movie. Look, here's the... <laughs> ask, me, ask me if I like The Departed. Do you like The Departed? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> fuck yourself. Maybe go Maybe go fuck yourself. How's your mother? Good time for fucking my father. Um, yeah. I will, put th- I will put this list out there, and I'm going to put out um, what services they're streaming off they're streaming on any, because if you're looking for a movie you're to watch- You're not going to do that. I will. I will. I'll do that. You could you could quote quote Tuck's, me on this. Tuck's favorite bit on reoccurring bit on the podcast is talking about things he's gonna post next week when the episode goes live and then not doing it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna post this. I posted the thing about Riker sitting over chairs. I don't know what you mean. Every time that we've talked about this, I posted I posted the video of you discussing of comedian, uh, the two comedians narrating porno. Didn't I? I might not have. That's a very that, good one. That was wild. I think it was a little bit inappropriate for the channel. That's what, I made that call. I made that call. I mean, hey, you're the one talking about dropping loads, Tuck. You that's tell true. me what's inappropriate. That's a science. That's you, a scientific. You sicko. That's a scientific term. I uh, hey. I saw a tweet the other day. Okay, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, "Hey, next time you're watching a movie or TV with your parents and there's an unexpected sex scene, just wait about thirty or forty five seconds and then turn to them and say, is this the kind of disgusting stuff you two degenerates are into?' And then just shift the whole power dynamic." <laughs> Oh man, that's good. Uh, I'm not gonna do that because I don't watch TV with my parents anymore. Why? Well, yeah, not often. Um, okay, you got any crispy gems, Ryan? Man, I think uh, uh, we talked a lot about this Oscar list. So I mean, uh, really t- top of my list for like big recommendations, I would say Minari, The Sound of Metal, 
and promising young woman. If at this point, I know I've mentioned them all before, so we're, I don't know, reheating the crispy gems, we'll say. Uh, yep. But really, if you haven't seen those three, those all three of those really had a big impact on me this year. I think that they carry a lot of uh, emotional weight, and they're really, really well-made movies, and I really recommend them. All three of them are on demand, but they're all a reasonable price now. You can get them on Cineplex Store for like five bucks. Yeah, worth it. I paid 20 for Minari through like Google Play. I watched it like week of the release and it was worth every penny. It was great. Yeah, Promising Young Woman was 25 when it came out because they're just trying to mimic the, the theater, right? Yeah, but they're not doing theater they're... releases. So like, so also support these movies because these are yeah. um, great filmmakers who, you know, Chloe Zhao's already got that Marvel money. Hell yeah, get that, get that bag, Chloe. But- you know, a lot of them, not necessarily. These are smaller movies, and the Oscar noms don't necessarily make a lot of money. But, uh, you know, support them. Support these filmmakers while, if you can, if you can afford it, um, while the theaters are, you know, not doing so hot right now. Uh, Kane, you got any crispy gems? Uh, just from that list, um, I really enjoyed Midnight Sky. Uh, I think George Clooney directed it, and I thought it was really well done. He's a phenomenal actor really felt the emotion throughout the whole thing. And I thought it was really, really well done. And then, like I said, Trial of Chicago 7, if you haven't seen that, that is just fantastic. Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just does. My wife. Exactly. My wife. Brings brings that Borat feel to it, which is so great. It's weird that in the middle of the trial, he's wearing the mankini thing. That's like a weird twist. It's a a bold move. Um, But, you know, He's allowed to do that because he's the Borat man. Um, but yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, so good. A lot of people have watched it and said they felt it was like really sad. And I could see that. For some reason, I didn't find it sad. I thought it was just very well done. Uh, um, the U.S. justice system makes me a little sad. Yeah, it's kind of a fucked I guess system. maybe it's because I already went in knowing that the U.S. justice system is like completely fucked. So like that yeah, didn't fair. really shock me. Um, so I just thought it was just very, very well done. So go check that out. I agree. I thought it was well done. Um, I'm going to give a crispy gem nod on the list. I watched uh, Concrete Cowboys. That is Rosalba. It was good. If yeah, It's got a very touching father-son story. Um, some good lessons. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you want it to be when you're watching it. So. All right, that's on uh, Netflix, right? It's one of Netflix's originals, yeah. Hell yeah. Can so I ask you guys a out. question? No. No, okay. not at all. No, Al- go ahead, Kane. Alita Battle Angel. Was Hell that a, yeah. Was that a good movie? I mean, it's not like a good I watched movie. it. It's a fun movie. Like I thought it was very fun, but then afterwards, I was like, "Wait." Robert Rodriguez makes some interesting choices. Yes. Um, I will say that the special effects are extremely well done, but done in ways where you go, "Well, why would you choose to do this?" But it looks cool, and uh, yeah, it's just weird, but it is fun. Pod friend Caleb also recommended it, so I thought it was a great time. Um, I was expecting little going into it because I'd never heard of it, then watched. It. I didn't know if it was good enough to be crispy gem worthy, but. It was fun. All right. Okay, there you go. I'll throw it on the Twitter. Maybe maybe I won't, Ryan. Did, did my very prerogative. bad in theaters, like bombed. Lost oh, yeah, money, awful. I believe. Well, yeah. you could definitely tell that they were setting up for some sort of series. James Cameron is involved uh, in it. and So cool. they thought it'd be bigger. Okay. Well, Kane, thank you very much for coming on and talking about the Oscars, which we actually made a full episode of. So I'm pretty impressed with us. Good job, guys. Give yourselves a pat on the back. <laughs> we do a uh, full episode every week. I know. No, but you, we, we, we went from saying we're not big Oscar fans to getting a full episode of Oscars. So I Look, good. I'm not a big fan of the awards ceremony, the Oscars, and the old white dudes that get to pick all the movies, but I am generally a fan of movies that deserve accolades. So it's a mixed yeah. bag. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. If you want to get into it, um, I've only ever watched one full Oscars broadcast, and we called it the Shotskers, and you have to bet on each each category. And if you win, you don't do a shot. If you lose, you do a shot. And it's double shots for best actress, best director, uh, best film, and best uh, best actor. And oh man, it was a great time. That's how you involve the. That's how you we get used the to do a similar similar thing. Past podcast, uh, our buddy Matt from Australia. Shout out Matt Mosley. Hello, I know you're listening. I love you. Uh, we used to do a thing where you would you would pick your uh, winners, and if you won, that means you get to give out a shot. And uh, the last year we did it was the year that Sandra Bullock won Best Actress for The Blind Side, and I fucking lost it because she's not a good actress, and that movie sucks. And I was like, I'm done with what? the Oscars. That was the last year I took the Oscars seriously. Uh, Come on, that I one like... doesn't make sense. It was a it was a fun movie, but that's not Oscar movie. No, no, fuck no, it's not an Oscar movie, and she's not an Oscar worthy actress. She's uh, fine. Have you but she's seen not Miss Congeniality? I'm or the, sorry. Or the I mean, proposal? Tuck, I know you're trying to be funny. Serious question. Do you think Sandra Bullock is an Oscar-worthy actress compared to the likes of fucking Frances McDormand? Uh, this is a tough, like, this. yeah. That's a tough question, though, because there's a lot of people that win awards that you're just like, what? But they got lucky. Like, there's some pictures, pitchers in baseball that have pitched no-hitters that you're like, this guy had no fucking business pitching a no-hitter. Sometimes the stars just align. Do I think she was? Do I think she was good in The Blind Side? Sure. Do I think there's problems with The Blind Side movie, like the fact that Michael Orr was like, "Yeah, like it's kind of my story," but I also knew how to play football before this old white lady told me, and he's a legit left tackle in the NFL. So there, there's problems with that movie in that light, and I think that's why she probably shouldn't have won for that. But I don't think she's a bad actress. Like she was good in A Time to Kill, one of Kane's I never said she was movies. a bad. I, well, I might have said she was a bad actress. She's clearly not an Oscar deserving actress based on her work so far. Sure, I guess there's a bunch of you could you could make a list of that. The the lot of people that have won Oscars that probably shouldn't based on the 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 breadth or depth or whatever of their performances. I don't. What argument are you trying to make? Because what I'm saying is Sandra Bullock won that Oscar and she didn't deserve it. I, I'm just saying don't don't rip on Sandy Bullock. Okay, I like her. She beat Meryl Streep. Yeah. For Julia come on, and come Julia. On. Julia. Come and Julia. on. Like, come on. That's kind of like okay. when, okay, kinda like okay, when okay, Leonardo okay. DiCaprio won for Revenant. When like that's an okay movie, but I don't think I don't know if that was, was like... a gimme because he had been fucked over yeah. so many times before. But that's why I don't like the Oscars is because they just kind yeah. of fuck around and do whatever. So like the Meryl... weird Chadwick thing this year is just like get your head on straight. What are you guys doing? Okay, we're going down a tangent. Um, thank you for coming on, Kane. I know. Perfect. Let's let's have a Bike Boys podcast next. We'll talk about bikes. (laughs) We'll talk about talk about Kane's journey to turn his bike into a hipster bike. Thank you very much for coming on, Kane. Thanks for having me, Ryan. As always, thank you for your your anger and your your input. I appreciate you, buddy. (laughs) Listeners, listeners, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye. Love you, Mosley.